Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. KDIX uh, AM in Dickinson, North Dakota. And we are also being picked up by their website, KDIX.net, and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so you could be listening to us uh, one of four ways because you could be in the studio like Abe is right now listening to me live, looking right at me. It's got Abe Simons running the uh, controls tonight. He may sing a song. He's got his guitar in here. I know his fans are eagerly waiting i t- said last week he was going to do it and, and he never got to grandpa preempted him but uh it is good to have you happy easter to you we had uh, great church service today of course many of you know that we're in our new building which is the former elks building and and that's uh 501 elks drive uh we are uh the entire upstairs of that that's been remodeled into a church, and uh, boy, what a nice church it turned out to be. 
and I think we can seat approximately 500 people in there. And uh, we had we had a meal after the Easter service today. Uh, people brought all kinds of food. I mean, we had food everywhere, just all kinds of food. Had such a nice time. A lot of people, of course, on, on a holiday like that, a lot of people have plans already, so some people had to leave. But we had many, many, the majority of our church stuck around, plus a lot of visitors there sticking around, having a meal with us. And, um, and what a, what a great, uh, time we had. Just, it was so neat. We had the, uh, Pentecostal church from Beulah come down. Some of them came down today after their service and ate, ate their meal with us, their Easter meal with us. And, and, uh, there's some of them that are still at my house right now that are still doing that. So we, uh, just, but because of that, Abe and I got into the studio late, man. We, I didn't realize how late we were. We, we usually start that song, This Is That, two or three minutes before that. And we're usually here at least 10 minutes before that, just kind of collecting our wits and, and so on. So, so if, if I sound a little frazzled, it's just because I'm kind of getting comfortable here. But, uh, just want to mention to start the radio show because certainly our target audience is the people right here in Dickinson, North Dakota and the surrounding areas. The New Life Pentecostal Church, we have service Wednesday night, 7.30. Uh, we have church on Sunday, 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock. And that um, that is a uh, 10 o'clock is a Sunday school and also the adult Bible class. 11 o'clock is, a, um, is our worship service. Uh, soon, coming soon, we're going to be doing our adult Bible class into three sections. Right now we split it up into two. We have all the people with high IQ in one class and the low IQ in the other class. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing, all right? No, we split it up into two classes to kind of try to get an open discussion going on the Sunday school lesson, the adult class. But soon we're going to be making a third class, and that will be Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock, and that class will be a, a basic Bible teaching class. And I'll be teaching that class. And so that'll be every Sunday morning. And, and I want to open this up to the public. Uh, if you want to know about the Bible, I mean, it's not about the Pentecostal idea. It's not about Pastor Bob's ideas. It's the Bible, and it's going to be a basic Bible class. When you get all done with it, uh, it's it's going to be about 12 lessons, and you'll get a certificate when you're done with it uh, that is not quite as good as a master's degree or Ph.D., but pretty close. And, uh, and that, that, uh, and it'll be one of those classes that if you miss a class for some reason, uh, you can wait until it comes back again and that class will be just constantly rotating. But it's going to be a basic Bible teaching class. And, um, I'm going to be teaching that, Lord willing. And then we'll still have our other adult classes too. So that's going to be something new coming up. I'll kind of keep you posted on when we're going to start that. But, but the, um, just a lot of good things going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church, and we uh, we want you to to uh, come. We want you to be part of it. Like today, we had a bunch of visitors there, a bunch of new people there. Uh, we had a lot of people, several, you know, quite a few families actually gone for different um, family activities, uh, out out of town family activities, but but uh, well made up for it in our attendance and just the visitors we had. I don't even know what. Our attendance was today, but there were a lot of people there today, and, and uh, I was so excited to see that. We've got um, the uh, just got some people texting me already, 
and oh, I didn't even give out those numbers, did I? I'm just kind of rambling here this morning, or this this evening, I should say. But you can text me. That's the best way to be part of this program. Seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. That's seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Or you can email me, Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail dot com. We've already got several that have texted. We have those from Grafton listening tonight. We have some folks from Pennsylvania listening tonight. We've got. Um, Let's see. Well, who is this? I don't even. I don't even know where this number is at. It's. Uh, oh, this is Sierra. This must be the girl from Arizona that listens to us. Good to have her listening tonight, and just other people texting here. We're going to. Um, I'm going to kind of gather my thoughts. I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 25 as soon as Abe is done with this song that he'll be playing here uh, on the um, on the computer. He's going to line up a song for us, and um, but. Text me tonight. Uh, if you do call into the studio, there's a chance you'll get to talk to Abe Simons. The uh, the the local number is 701-225-5133 for that. You're tuned to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Stay tuned. Really? Come on. Can wash away my sin. What can make me whole again? For my part in this, I see. For my cleansing, this my plea. No precious is the
nothing but the blood of Jesus. The uh, Good to have all the people that are texting me tonight. My phone is burning up. That's good. Good to have uh, people from Wapaton listening tonight. Uh, West Fargo listening tonight. We've got uh, people from a bunch of different groups from Bismarck are listening tonight. Hey, we've got a girl listening from Indiana tonight. We just, uh, in fact, uh, Abe and I were talking about her too. So uh, good to have her listening tonight. They got um, Stormy listening from the Philippines. He emailed me tonight. Good to have him. You know, I want to turn your attention to Matthew chapter 25. And this is uh, starting in verse 31. It says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a a hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? When saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it to me. And And then Jesus goes on, to say exactly the opposite to the goats that are on his left. He, he, he tells them, he said, uh, depart from me into everlasting fire. I was hungry, you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you took me not in. I naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. And then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered or a thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them and say, And verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now here's what our our uh, topic and, and the way you guys text me, kind of even our discussion is going to be on tonight, is these verses are very interesting to me because Jesus, he was talking here, you know, if I could sum it, up and just, uh, you know, just really concise and short. He's talking about selfishness and unselfishness is what he's talking about. He's talking about people that put other people before themselves and then a group of people that put themselves before others. That's what he's talking about. And what's so interesting about these verses to me and what I really want to spend some time talking about tonight is this. The people that were unselfish, that helped all these other people and, and, and looked out for others instead of themselves, they did not realize that they were doing it for the Lord. And the people that didn't do those things but were the selfish ones, the ones that seemed to just care about themselves, they didn't realize that they were 
not doing it for the Lord. They they didn't realize that that uh, they were being selfish. And so, kind of, I'm I'm kind of on a roll here for the last few weeks in our church. Now, I, today I, I spoke on an Easter theme in church. I'm not doing that for the radio show tonight. But but lately I've been doing a lot of thinking and a lot of speaking about our our ego and about our our um, you know how little we know about ourselves. You know, like we really don't know that much about ourselves. And I, I think it's a, an interesting topic. I, and I know, like I say, this is not new to people even on listening on a tell like it is show that I would talk about these things. But tonight the angle that I'm going to come across with it on is this, that, that this story is written to me and it's written to you. And when we get up to judgment, it seems if we make it to heaven that we're going to be surprised that the Lord thinks so highly of us. It seems to me. But the people that don't make it to heaven are going to be equally as surprised that the Lord doesn't think highly of them. And so, you know, could it be that in this concept of not really knowing ourselves, that we really don't know whether we're good or evil? You know, um, the scripture's full of, of um, a lot of different verses. You know, like uh, Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So this broadcast tonight maybe could be considered counsel, although I'm speaking to myself, I think, just as much as anybody else. But this this concept of, of selfishness, unselfishness, and even the concept of not knowing which one you are. That's so interesting to me. Like these people that had done all these nice things for others. They they had done all these things. They had went to visit people in prison. They took strangers into their home. Um they they, they were just they were they were and, and, and really um you know there are there are a lot of people like that. But they didn't do it because they thought they were anybody special. They didn't do it. They didn't think that they were, um, you know, they didn't even know that they did it. This, this, um, this is interesting to me. Like, like, um, you know, Jesus said, when you give, uh, what's interesting is this topic. I mean, I've been thinking about it all weekend and then, but I didn't do any preparation for it at all, really. And so just, I have a whole, I mean, a whole house full of people at my house. And 20 minutes before Abe and I were coming here, I just threw it out to everybody and said, help me out. <clears throat> well, my, one of my sons said, that's kind of like the scripture says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. That's exactly right. You know, when we do what's right, when we do what's good, we should not keep track of that. We should not keep a tally of that. Like, like, um, I see people all around me that I consider to be, um, great people. There's a pastor right now in our Harvey church. He and his wife have taken in several children. And as far as I know, there's no monetary gain for them to take these children. And some of these children, they're not even related to in any way. 
But they've taken these children into their home. And when I complimented this pastor about this, I just saw him this weekend. He looked at me when I said, you know, I really admire what you're doing with these children. Because, I mean, you are taking such a risk when you do that of getting your heart broken. And he looked at me and said, well, I don't know. He said, where would these children go if we didn't take them? Like he didn't look at it like I was, like I, I was thinking, man, you know, this is about as good as it gets. This is about as nice of a thing as you can do to take these, these little children into your home. And, uh, I mean, there, I know even when I saw them in Jamestown, they had three children that don't belong to them. They're no, no, they're not, you know, they're not their blood children. They, they, um, they just took them in because somebody needed to take them in and they're raising these children and and one of the the little girls there's an 8-year-old girl she's just as sweet a girl as she could be and just to see her in a pentecostal church and the opportunity that she has and i thought but you know what these people now if they're listening to this they might be getting a big head but they haven't texted me so far so maybe they're not but if they're they're going to get to heaven and jesus is is going to say he said i you took me in when I needed a place to live. And they're going to look at Jesus and say, when did we do that? You know, the here's the deal. And here's kind of what, what I'm looking for. And you can, you can text me. You can kind of help me with this. 701-290-7862. But the people that are doing God's will not only don't even realize what they're doing, but they wish they could be doing more. In fact, you that are out there doing God's will or trying to do God's will, you go to bed every night wishing that you could have done more. You wished you could have done uh, something else. You wished you could have helped somebody else. You wished, kind of like Jesus, you know, he, he lived his whole life helping people, doing good, the Bible says, and on the cross, he looked out, through the blur of pain and through the agony, and he saw one more he could help. And that's the way a lot of people are. They they don't look at their success. They don't look at what they've done. They don't keep a, a total or a tally, but they they actually are looking at what's left to do yet. And so here they are going through life, some of them that I consider you know, maybe even saints, not the way the Roman Catholic Church considers saints, but saints in the sense that from the outside appearance, uh, these people are, are selfless, giving people. And then I see other people that are all about themselves, and they don't even know that they're like that. That's a weird deal. That's a really, really weird deal. You know, um, uh, I've got a quote here, and I want to read it to you. A friend of mine uh, told me this quote on the phone. A, a friend of mine, uh, Pastor Marvin Arnold, is going to be coming to Dickinson in a couple weeks, and he's going to be preaching here on a Sunday, and he's going to be doing the radio show two weeks from tonight, Lord willing. <clears throat> but this is a quote that he told me, and, and I asked him to send it to me. It says, with success, there comes the temptation to tell oneself a story to round off the edges, to cut out the lucky breaks, and to add a certain mythology to it all. (laughs) With success, 
there's this story that we tell ourselves and not even realizing what we're supposed to be doing in this world. You know, the, um, the, um, the Bible says that, uh, that to love God and to love others is really what life's all about. And if whatever you're doing doesn't fit into that category, love God, love others. I'm going to ask you this question, like, why are you alive? I mean, are you alive just to play one more video game? Are you alive so that you can make one more payment on that fancy new pickup? Are you alive working so hard so you can buy that big fancy house? I mean, is that is that why you're alive? Like, do you have rooms in your house that are so nice that company can't set foot in them? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, that's too nice of a room. Or are you alive for the two, the only two reasons to live? Jesus said, when asked what the greatest commandment was, he said to love God and to love others the way you love yourself. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. This is Abe Simon's going to play and sing for us.
living on your knees. Oh, you never notice where your light may show. You never know. Never know. Yeah, you never know who's listening. You never know who sees. Results from the time you spend living on your knees. Abe Simon singing a Bruce Carroll song you never know. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Thank you for all the texting. Uh, A lot of people texting me tonight. And uh, this is a very interesting topic for me. Not a super planned out topic, but uh, it's just interesting in the sense that, that when Jesus talked in Matthew 25 and told the people basically that the selfish ones were not going to go to heaven. And the unselfish ones were going to go to heaven when he said that. And, of course, we we know that there's a plan of salvation. We know we can't be good enough to go to heaven. We understand that, that we need a Savior. But the interesting part about this story is that Jesus apparently (coughs) didn't tell the story to motivate anybody. And that's what's so crazy about this. Now, follow my line of thinking here tonight. The people that are unselfish in judgment don't even realize they were doing it for the Lord. You know, uh, like, uh, I'll give you for instance, you know, I, I love prison ministry. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not, I'm not just telling you to make myself sound good. I just love it. It's one of the things... I mean, a lot of people like, they have all kinds of hobbies. Um, I, I really don't know what my hobby is. I always say I enjoy motorcycling, but I just never seem to take the time to take my motorcycle anywhere. Although, I mean, I really do like it. I mean, I, and I like looking at it in my garage and thinking, boy, you know, I'd sure like to drive that thing to Alaska. I, I, I really would. I, and I, the, it sounds like such an adventure to me and sounds so fun, but I, I don't know, I, I, and maybe I will someday, and I hope that I could. I would like to. But the one of the things I really enjoy in life is prison ministry. I just enjoy going to the jails. Um, we've been involved, my wife and I have been involved with prison ministry for many, many years. Um, she and another lady from our church started a, a prison ministry to the women's prison down in, in New England, uh, many years ago, and now we have a, a couple that goes down, or just a fine couple that goes and does it. And uh, and we've had many others. In fact, two of the couple, two people, two different couples that are listening to me tonight, at least two, have done that ministry. The Hostetlers out in Pennsylvania, the Sobergs up in Harvey, and they've done that ministry. And now uh, Pat and Lauren are doing that ministry. We had uh, there was there were others that have been involved with that, but. I said all that to say this, that these scriptures don't motivate me to go to the prison. Like, I don't go to the jail and preach at the jail because 
if I don't, I'm going to go to hell. Like I, like that's never motivated me. That kind of stuff doesn't motivate me. And in fact, if you can follow my weird way of thinking tonight, that this wasn't meant to motivate us as it, as much as it was, Jesus was just making a statement. Because the people that are doing what God wants them to do are doing it because they want to do it. And they don't really realize they're doing it for the Lord. They do it because they want to do it. You know, they do it because it needs to be done. You know, we have a, a lady in our church in Dickinson here that, that has a very, very handicapped daughter. And she and her she and her other children have cared for this daughter for the last, I'm not sure how old she is, maybe 25, 30 years. And this daughter cannot do anything for herself. She cannot use the restroom. She can't speak. She can't walk. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. And, um, and she can't do anything for herself. Well, when I first met this lady from our church, I mentioned to her how much I thought of her for taking care of this handicapped daughter, when I think many people would have this girl institutionalized so they could kind of go on with their life. Um, and when I mentioned to her that, boy, I really think, you know, that you're really something for taking care of your daughter like this, she gave me the oddest look. And the look that she gave me was like, well, what else would she be doing? How, I mean, who else would take care of her? I'm, you know, like I'm her mother. Like, I, like I should be doing this. You see, she didn't, she still doesn't have a clue that she's doing anything good. I've got a cousin that is in the Minnesota area. My cousin has got a severely, severely handicapped boy. And my cousin, who's a medical doctor, took off of work, here's here's what he was thinking. My son needs professional help. And it dawned on him, oh, I'm a medical doctor. Like, who could help my son better than me? And so for a period of time, he stepped away from his practice just to take care of his son. You see, what I'm talking about tonight is the heroes of this world don't know that they're heroes, and they don't want to be thought of as heroes, and they could care less. Like these people in Matthew 25, when Jesus said, I was hungered and you gave me to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. I was in the hospital, I was in the prison, you came and visited me. And then when, when they said, Lord, when was that? <laughs> like you've got the wrong guy. And Jesus said, when you did it not, or when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. You know, the, um, this, this, um, uh, you know, this, this, uh, concept that we're talking about tonight. Wow, where has this night gone, by the way? You know, we're talking about this, this concept of, of what we think, you know, what, what, what we tell ourselves about ourselves. I think that many times, uh, that when we begin to think that we've got it all together, we better be careful because, 
You know, I, I said some nice things earlier about a pastor from from one of our from our Pentecostal church in Harvey, and he, I guess, did happen to be listening. And I talked about how they've taken in some children, and they're taking care of these children with no guarantee that they're going to get to take care of these children till till they're raised, which I think is the hard part about the whole story. And he texted me this. He said, "It's just God's mercy." That aren't that people aren't having to take care of my kids. Like he's looking at it like, oh, I'm so thankful I get to be the one taking care of somebody else's kids. Instead of you know being so messed up that somebody'd have to take care of my kids. You see, this you know, I, I'm telling you today, the time for patting ourselves on the back, the time for counting the successes really isn't now. This is the time to do something. This is the time to work. This is the time to, to uh, you know, you know, people that, you know, they'll, they'll do something nice and then maybe they'll brag about it the rest of their life. Well, you know, that's, that's really not what the Lord's interested in. You know, um, there are people that are a legend, like they think they're a legend in their own mind, you know, in their own time. I don't know if you realize this, but but many times, uh, very terrible people have very good thoughts about themselves. That's really interesting to me. You know, and here again, now now it's bleeding over, and I'm running out of time anyway, but it's bleeding over into this this stuff I've been talking about for the last several weeks, mostly in our church, maybe a little bit on the radio. But and, and some up at the jail, but we, you know, like like people that are, um, you know, like Al Capone, for instance, who was a terrible person. I mean, have you ever heard of cement overshoes? Have you ever heard of that? You know, they used to take people out in a in Lake Michigan, and in a boat, people that Al Capone wanted to kill, and Al Capone's men would fill their boots up with concrete throw them over the boat with their hands tied behind their back and they'd, they'd go to the bottom of the of the uh, of the lake and nobody'd ever know what happened to them again they'd just be dead and nobody nobody'd ever know their family would never know the police would never know nobody ever knew what happened and and this this same al capone thought he was a really good person John Dillinger. I mean, if you think I'm making this up, study it yourself. I know there's a kind of a, a technical word for these kind of, what is it, sociopath or something, people that really <coughs> can disconnect. <coughs> they're so narcissistic and that they even think that they're doing good, but when they're not. But this is how deceitful the heart is. The Bible said the heart is deceitful above all things desperately. Wicked. I think that's Jeremiah seventeen and nine. Um, it's your your heart will tell you things, and in this story that I'm reading in Matthew twenty five, this is a great example of it. <coughs> the heart of the righteous didn't know how good they were doing. They they didn't know. You know, your ego could become one of the most terrible things that you'll have to battle. You can pat yourself on the back. You know, I, I'm just going to say it, but 
We've got more. We've got a bunch of people in our world that are more concerned about taking care of a sick animal than trying to help a person. Now, you know, I know that I've been warned about this subject to stay away from this particular subject, but I'm just going to I'm going to say it. Our world is, and some of you maybe that are listening are just goofed up. I mean, you're just goofed up. You know, there's nothing wrong with liking your dog. There's nothing wrong with liking your cat. There's nothing wrong with this animal giving you some comfort. I, I am not against that. But somewhere in America, we have taken this to a step that is way beyond what it should be. Jesus didn't say, when asked what the greatest commandment was, was to love God and to love animals. He said to love God and to love people. That's what he said. Whatever you're doing in life, whatever you're tied up in, whatever you're focused on, I want you to run it through the screen of, is this about loving God? Is this about loving people? And if it's not, what good is it? You know, um, I, I think... Um, you know, I, I, I make fun of, you know, and here again, I've, I've been a motorcyclist. I'm not a biker. I don't look like a biker. Um, you know, I, I, I've ridden motorcycles for, for about 44 years now. And I, yes, I did have a bad accident. Yes, they are dangerous. But, um, I've made fun of motorcycles that only have one seat. Like there are motorcycles that don't have a, you can't ride a passenger on them. And I look at that motorcycle and I think, well, how could I ever take one of my grandkids for a ride on that motorcycle? You see, if life isn't about doing it with other people and and loving God, what is it about? We are living in one of the most narcissistic societies that there ever was. People are concerned about themselves. I'm not I'm not just talking about helping. There's a you know guy up at Walmart tonight that had a sign wanted some money for food. I have no idea if he needed food. I have no idea if it was a scam or not. I don't know. But I'm not talking about that particularly tonight. I'm talking about helping anybody. I'm talking about uh, reaching out to anybody. You know, there are a lot of hurting and broken people in our world. And it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. As I mentioned here a while back, I was in the Bismarck Airport not too long ago, and I saw a man that was wearing clothes of a woman, and he tr- he was trying to look like a woman. He had padded his you know upper area to give him the appearance of having you know breasts or something, and he he he, tr- he was trying to look like a woman. And when I my wife whispered to me, she said, "Look over there," and I and when I did. Instead of being disgusted or instead of being, you know, redneck Southwest North Dakota upset, I immediately felt like weeping. I wanted to go, I, I, I positioned myself to where I could at least say hello to this person. And I said, when I said hello and looked him in the eyes, it looked like somebody slapped him. And he smiled, kind of smiled and said, hello. Well, you see, our world is hurting. Our world is mixed up. People are really messed up. I mean, we've got, you know, the president says we've got an opiate addiction. I knew that before he ever said it. I mean, we got people that are, we got 
people that are just normal people addicted to drugs now. They're not the kind of people that are cooking meth in their apartment building. These people are people that, that the doctor prescribed some, some, uh, opiates to, some painkillers to, and now they're hooked on them. And now they're, they're forging scripts and they're, they're, uh, pretending they're sick and, 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 and these were normal people at one time. I'm telling you, we are in a world, you know, yeah, go ahead and get you 15 dogs and take care of them. But I'm telling you, I don't know where you're going to stand in these scriptures in Matthew 25. I think you'd be better off helping a drug addict. I, I think you'd be better off, you know, reaching out to somebody. There are so many things that we can do for the kingdom of God. There are so many things you can get involved with. You know, there is a, um, you know, and here again, I, if, if you're not a regular listening to, a listener to this program, um, you know, I, I usually preach Acts 238 and holiness and, you know, of course, baptism in Jesus name, receiving the Holy Ghost. And I'm, and I'll continue to do that. And I'm not necessarily fitting that into this program tonight. But I'm going to tell you this, that if we spend all our life on ourselves and we never share the gospel with anybody else, the Lord's not going to be real pleased with that. You know, there, there, is a, uh, there was a man in our church today, and uh, this man has not been there for, he came, I think he was there maybe a year ago, and it's been a year since he's been there. And he told me, he said, we've tried all kinds of different churches. I love your church, he said, because it's like a family. And it is like a family. Uh, let me give you a, for an in, instance. There was, there was a, several years ago, there was a man that had just got out of our jail ministry. Now, every Friday morning, we have a men's Bible study at Perkins. And um, this man had just got out of the, the jail on Thursday, and he and I went up to Walmart, and I got him a phone, because without a phone, you're not going to find work or anything. <clears throat> so we got him a phone. Our church paid for it. And I told, I encouraged him to come to the men's Bible study Friday morning, 6 o'clock at Perkins. So he came to the men's Bible study, really didn't know anybody there, nobody. And at the end of the Bible study I just mentioned, I said, Carl... Just got out of jail. Anybody here uh, have any work for Carl to do today? And a contractor from from the Gulva area pointed his finger at this Carl and 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 motioned to him like, "Come with me." And he got a job that morning. And he started. He was a good worker, and so I mean, and so this um, this contractor Prairie Barnes from Gulva, they just put him to work. Now, this man, this Carl, is married, living for God in Michigan. He's living for God. He's, he's uh, treating his wife really good. He's working his job. He's supporting his church. And he now is helping, I think they do a soup kitchen out of their church. But you see, the whole point of that story was that somebody, somebody, treated him like a family. You know, there, there's a man that attends our church right now that, that moved from out of state, and he moved from out of state with a terrible situation in his life. He had been in prison. He moved here. His son moved here later, and he told me, he said, this church 
is like my family. His family has rejected him for uh, a, a reason, but he said that this church is like my family. You see, what I'm saying is this is not about about fancy clothes, fancy new purses, um, fancy new houses. It's not about that. Now, here again, I've got a nice house. I've got some nice vehicles. I'm not against, you know, the the um, you know the the um, what God has blessed America with. I'm I'm a partaker of that. You, you work in America, you're going to own some things. I'm not opposed to it. But even in those things, those things should not be the reason we exist. The reason we exist is to help others. The reason we exist, you know, the reason we exist is uh, is to bring other people to church with us. You got a car, you got some extra seats, fill them up, bring people to church with us. You know, and I have to tell you that I, over the years, I have been associated with Pentecostal people that have done just that. But they don't know that they're heroes. They don't know they're doing anything great. And I think that's the way God wants us to be. I think he, he really wants us to be that way. Wow. There was no music. There was nothing. And I hear I was afraid I wouldn't have anything to talk about. I'm going to have um, Abe come in to um, tell you a little bit about our church. We do have a few minutes left, so I'm going to, I'm going to take it after he's done talking. I'm going to read these texts real quick. Well, this is a Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast um, right here in Dickinson, North Dakota on KDIX. 12:30 a.m. and um, if you'd like to visit our church in Dickinson, you can visit us, and you're welcome to join us on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. There's a Sunday school, adult Sunday school, and also children's Sunday school. And at 11 a.m. there is a worship service, and everybody's welcome to come join us for that. On Wednesday nights, there is a worship service at 7:30 p.m. every Wednesday night, and you're also welcome to come. And join us for that. Um, we're located at 501 Elks Drive, right north of the interstate, I-94. And also, if you're from Beach or the Beach um, area, every Tuesday night at 7.30, there's a service at the Beach Community Center at 7.30. And um, if you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can email him, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Or you can call or text him. His cell phone is 701-290-7862. Thank you, uh, Abe. And, and um, he did a great job on that song, too. It doesn't look like we're going to have a lot of time for him to do another one. But um, it has been it's enjoyable for me to uh, see now my grandchildren serving God and loving God. And I want to just reiterate what Abe said. If you're looking for a good church in Dickinson, North Dakota, we we do have a good church, good people. I mean, we've got a lot of young people in our church and a lot of children. And even the children have a love for God. Uh, they love to worship God. Um, they, you know, they're well-behaved children for the most part. They they are children, but I mean, we've got chil- children sitting on the front rows of church. You know, they just they listen well and and um, you know they they're good kids and and it's just neat. Uh, you know, there was a there was a man that that used to come to our church years ago when we first started it, and he did not agree with the Acts two thirty eight message. He really didn't, but he came to our church faithfully, 
And this is what he told me. I love coming to your church because I've never been to a church where even the children worship God. Never been to a church where even the children worship God. And I didn't really realize that that was a big deal, but I guess it really is. Thank you for all your texting, and, and I've gotten some more, too, here just listening. But uh, first-time listener Nate listening today down in Canton, Mississippi. Uh, thank you for listening. We've got um, um, we've got the, oh, man, the Pearsons are in Edwardsburg. Now, those are some people I love, the Pearsons and all those people in Ed, Edwardsburg. So say hello to them, too. But um, we're, we're talking tonight, just as we kind of finish up, I just have a few minutes here tonight. We're just talking tonight about, about uh, you know, we, we need to, we need the, the greatest commandment, Mark chapter 12, love God, love others. That's it. That's it. Love God, love others. That's what life's all about. That's the only thing worth living. You know, I, there was a there was a young man at the jail today. After my we they allowed us to go, come into our jail service this morning at seven thirty instead of our normal time at one thirty, just because of Easter and we had a meal after our church today. <clears throat> and this young man came up to me and said, "I need some. I, I have a question." And I said, "What is your question?" He said, "Well, I'm just concerned that I've always spent my life trying to um, trying to um, take care of everybody else, but I haven't spent enough time trying to take care of myself." And I looked at this young man and I said, you know what? Uh, don't even think that way. When Jesus said love others as you love yourself, what he was saying was we do love ourselves. You don't have to try to love yourself. You don't have to try harder to love yourself. You love yourself. Anybody that says that they don't love themselves, they're going directly against what Paul said. He said every man loves himself. So you love yourself. That's not what we need to focus on. We need to focus on loving others. We need to focus on reaching out to others. You know, there, you know, for instance, there are there are all kinds of boys in this world growing up without fathers. And some of these boys grow up angry and get a gun and shoot people in a school. Now, I'm not going to enter your your little debates about oh guns are causing death, but I will tell you this, one of the things I know that's causing death is the breakdown of the family unit. I know that's true. And I will tell you this, that that some of these boys need mentors. You know, I mean, I'm not telling you to be a Boy Scout leader. I'm not telling you to start a club. But what if you got a little neighbor boy that lives next to you that doesn't have a dad? And what if you would take him fishing? What if you would take him to church with you? What if you would do something with him? You see, this is what life's all about. This is what, uh, you know, you that are, are listening to me on Holy Ghost Radio, and you think, oh, that's not important. It's just Acts 2.38. Listen, you're, you're not going to see anybody come to your church without what I'm talking about. Because the way that Jesus said to reach people is to love them. And I know that I'm I know that I'm harsh and I know that I'm abrasive and I know this program gets under people's skin. People tell me they listen to it and they really like it, and I always tell them the same thing. There are a lot of people that don't like this program. There's people listening to me right now that don't like this program. I know that. And I hear about it. But 
and I know why you don't like it. Because Pastor Bob says, straighten up, do what's right. You know, get with the program. You know what to do, do it. You know, and I, and I believe that. But I also know that a little compassion does go a long ways too. And so you that are doing the will of God, keep doing the will of God, wishing you could do more. You that aren't doing the will of God, get off of your selfishness. Get off of your, your, uh, get off of your, you know, just living for yourself. You know, I'm not telling you to put your dog to sleep. I'm not telling you that. But I'm telling you, life is more than your hobbies. It's more than your drugs. It's more than your TV show. It's more than your movies. It's more than your video game. Uh, life is more than your hob, you know, than your, you know, whatever. Life is more, it's more than your little exercise program. Life is about doing good, helping others. Lord Jesus, tonight, as we close this program with this maybe abstract topic, Lord, I pray that somehow through my just talking here tonight, that somehow the message came through. Lord, I know that, that in Matthew 25, you wrote, or you spoke, and, and it was written, Lord, about these people that you thought so highly of that were helping others, and you said it was like they were doing it to you. And there were other people that really never helped anybody else but themselves, and you said they weren't helping you. And I pray, Lord, that you help us to be the ones that are surprised in judgment, to be the ones that when you say, well done, we're going to think, who, me? I pray, Lord, that you help us, Lord, to just go on doing what we need to do in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening tonight to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Come and find me this week. I've been giving out my number the whole program, 701-290-7862. You can get a hold of me that way. Till next Sunday night, God bless. I know in you I can be strong. You are my Lord. Tell everyone about you. Tell-
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.